Welcome, everybody, to Heart of Indy Radio. You got Captain Eddie here. We are so glad you could join us this evening. We have a really special treat for you. We <laughs> we know you're as excited as we are based on the DMs, the social media feedback, the emails, and the like. Yes, indeed, we are truly honored to have in our studio this incredibly talented country artist, an artist that has won multiple awards and shared the stage with the likes of Darius Rucker, Neil McCoy, Diamond Rio, Colin Ray, and so many more. A young lady who has shared her storytelling beautiful vocals from Utah to Nashville to Los Angeles to Tokyo and around the globe with such a beautiful voice and spirit and such a huge heart. It is our honor to introduce none other than Brenda Birch. Brenda, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Captain Eddie. It is, it is a pleasure to be here with you. <laughs> We're so excited to have you. You know, reading your story is like, you know, when you get a really good book and you just get engrossed in it and people try to tear you away, like, oh, leave me alone. I'm busy. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, thank you very much. Oh, my goodness. So where do we start? You've got such a, a rich uh, musical history beginning at the ripe old age of three years old. <laughs> you got to tell us about that. <laughs> yeah, you know, when I was a toddler, my parents could tell that I loved the microphone. My mom had this little recorder that had a microphone attached, and I would grab a hold of that thing and belt out any nursery rhyme I could think of. And uh, so they could tell I really liked to sing. I liked to talk into the microphone. And so, yeah, when I was three years old, um, there was an event. There was a couple of thousand people there. And I, I sang and had a really good time. And we just kept going from there. <laughs> you know, you, you sound, I'm, I'm flashing back to my own childhood now. My mother made <laughs> the mistake of buying, a, buying me a tape, what was essentially a tape recorder at yeah. the time. And I was the baby of the family. So I had four brothers. <laughs> like, oh, wow. Mom, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, anyway, yeah. I mean, that is so cool. So, you know, we know a lot about you in terms of uh, being in Utah, being in Nashville, being in LA, uh, performing in Tokyo and Anybody who's as global as you are, we have to ask the question, so where is home? Yes. So so Utah is my home base right now, but I have I have traveled back and forth between here and Nashville probably the most, um, recording and writing and working with uh, amazingly talented musicians, uh, both, here and, um, both here in Utah and in Nashville. But uh, that's where I've, I've gone back and forth the most. But yeah, right now Utah is my home base. Well, you know, that makes sense that you'd spend a lot of time going back to Nashville. Hey, that's where yeah. the studios are. And that's where I spend half my time. I'm divided between Houston and Nashville. So oh, nice. I get it. Very nice. <laughs> it yeah, yeah, sense. yeah. Now, Utah is such a beautiful state, too. I had the privilege of visiting. I spent about two weeks there and thought I was going to see a lot. And no, yeah. <laughs> it's such a big state. There's so much it, to look at. It's so true. Um, you know, so how much time do you actually get to spend in Nashville versus L.A.? Yeah, they're both so, such beautiful. You know, they're both such huge uh, centers for music. So I'm absolutely, just curious. Absolutely. So I've spent the most time in Nashville. Um, I did some other projects uh, with uh, Konami and Disney uh, for Dance Dance Revolution, and so we were working with a lot of um, LA musicians as well as here in Utah. So for that particular project, and in Tokyo actually for that project too. So um, that was more LA, Utah, and Tokyo based. Um, but all of my country music and things, 
you know, I go, that's where I go to Nashville. So, um, yeah, my, my latest project sparks will fly. We recorded that in Nashville with awesome, awesome musicians there. That is so cool. You know, we're going to backpedal here for just a second because my mind is still trapped in this three-year-old with a microphone. He probably <laughs> couldn't spell microphone. <laughs> nope. <laughs> You're right. Oh my goodness. So, um, my understanding is at the age of three, you had an opportunity to capture an audience of 2,000 people? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was a big event. It was a big local event. And um, somebody contacted my parents who knew that I sang. They had heard me perform um, and um, asked me to come to this event. So so I sang there. And I remember loving it. I, I, I remember not being nervous. I was like, give me that microphone. I am ready to go. <laughs> and so, um, and then after that, um, you know, I got my, my parents, uh, got a call to go into the studio when I was six. So when I was six years old, I, I went into the studio and started recording professionally. Um, and I remember walking into the studio and, um, seeing the equipment I remember there was a, a black leather couch and um, putting the headphones on and walking up to the microphone. And I just loved everything about that experience. And I still do. I still love going into the studio. It, it is really a cool feeling, especially um, to a youngster. I, I share that with you because I grew up bouncing around in studios. <laughs> My mother nice. figured out really quickly that... <laughs> It was babysitting time for me. She figured out that I made friends with the folks at the studios and they would allow oh. me to come in as long as I behaved and didn't interrupt things. You know oh, I mean? really? Oh, they even wow. gave me yeah. my own stool. So for her, cool. it was cheap babysitting. You know, drop him <laughs> off. He's good there. I'll call him and <laughs> get him when it's time. And, that's so hey, great. I didn't get I any trouble. It. Yeah. That, I mean, that's what matters. <laughs> that's so cool. Oh, one of these days I'm going to have to write my notes, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, all the creative processes that you get to see and oh, for sure. When and even the times when things don't go real well, you know, mm -hmm. disagreements, yeah. that kind of thing. So, oh yeah, I'm oh, sure you saw a lot. Oh my goodness, <laughs> you did not hear that, young man, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, sir. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> Close your ears. <laughs> oh, you know. There's nothing like having James Brown rub your head. You know, that's oh wow. That's <laughs> awesome. Oh my gosh. I love James Brown. Oh yeah. So so we're gonna fast forward just a little bit here. So that was age three. Mm -hmm. Now at age six, first of all, what happened between age three and age six? Because I can see uh, <laughs> your history and see at age six that's when things really started kicking off. You started doing you did a song for a film and doing some vocals for commercials, children's albums, all that sort of thing. But I'm just yeah. kind of curious what happened for, you know, four yeah. ages, four and five. <laughs> well, I think I still, you know, I was, I was still singing and, and my mom, you know, had people reaching out all the time to just have me come sing for whatever local event. So I think I did a lot of little local events and ah. then, you know, other people would hear me. And then a local um, producer, I think that's how he heard me. He, he heard me at some lo other local event and, and reached out to my parents and said, hey, I've got this soundtrack to an educational film. It's based out of Hawaii. And we want Brenda to sing the theme song. So, so that was what led me into that um, 
recording uh, okay. experience at six. So, so age four and five was kind of a long rehearsal period. You were just yeah. you were off the road. So <laughs> I was off the road. I was off the road and on the local stage circuit. Yep. <laughs> yes. But at age six, it kicked off, and yeah, as you mentioned, you did the the uh, the film so and then the commercials. And so, were you doing voiceovers or? Yeah. So mainly, I, or? yeah, I was doing some jingles, uh, jingle work, and then um, some. Uh, children's albums where they would just hire me in and I would sing a song that a producer wrote, you know, a couple of songs on the, on the children's album. Um, other times I was hired in as like a character where I would um, speak. I would, I would do some voiceover work and then also sing um, songs. So one particular project was um, for kids to, uh, you know, stay away from drugs and, and all of that good stuff. So there was a coloring book that went with it and I was one of the characters my character was Monique the 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 series was called the safety kids and um and there were several series throughout that entire project um but I was Monique and uh, my the song that they had me perform we kind of traveled around from state to state and performed um the the soundtrack of of this project and uh i sang designer jeans <laughs> so it was it was it was all about your dna <laughs> g-e-n-e-s yeah uh keeping your keeping your jeans um on the right track um and keeping a healthy lifestyle and all of that good stuff so um, it was fun. It was fun as a kid to be able to do that and interact with other kids. I still remember going into the studio and they had a, a voiceover teacher there, kind of instructor that would would read our lines with us and, and help with vocal inflection and all of that good stuff. So it was a, it was a great experience as a child, I think. I, I really liked it. Wow. So that was really beneficial. That is really cool that you got a chance to do that. Yeah. So... Going forward a little bit more, I want to talk just a little bit about um, before. Well, let's go ahead and talk about something else first, and that is your opportunity to work with some really cool country artists. I yes. mean, Darius Rucker, Neil McCoy, Diamond Rio was, was yeah. a really hot group, and yeah. Colin Ray. I mean, those are big names in country music. So, how cool was that? It was so much fun. Folks? It was so much fun. Um, yeah. And, you know, um, it, they're just amazing artists. And so I, I was able to meet some of them briefly. I remember, you know, backstage and things, but Neil McCoy was so, so kind and, and he wanted to take a picture and he was just really sweet. I remember being on stage singing and he was on the side of the stage. He was on the side of the stage watching my entire set. So um, he was awesome. He was really great. And then, you know, Colin Ray, of course, was fantastic because he, ha he has so many songs and he was very, very nice. Darius Rucker was so, so cool. And, and Diamond Rio, I worked with one of the, uh, the, the keyboard guy, Dan Truman from Diamond Rio. Um, in fact, when I was a kid, um, I had to sing Rhinestone Cowboy for some event oh, I was wow. doing and but it was in uh, the wrong key I guess they they gave me a recording and it was in the wrong key so so my mom knew Dan Truman's mom and so she said oh my son can transpose anything so she sent Dan over to our house and he transposed and and then um, we later I mean years later we ended up working together in Nashville so so that was kind of a <laughs> fun full circle thing that happened <laughs> see you need you need to be writing your memoirs as well 
That's uh, true. <laughs> yeah. I've had the opportunity to meet these folks and they are really cool. And Neil McCoy, you're right, is very down to earth and very, yes. very to me, kind of very chatty. Um, yes. But, th- yeah. but that's so cool. He just wants to, you know, he was, he was so he cool. just wants to be a human being. That is so cool. Yes. So <laughs> you had an opportunity to, I was really interested when I was reading this. The, I'm reading the, the Brenda book here and <laughs> <laughs> we're going to write this. Thing. I love it. <laughs> Um, I love it. Oh, yeah, the journals of Brenda. Um, (laughs) You you were working with an outfit called Nourish the Children. You want to tell us a little bit about that? Because I'm I'm sure our listeners would love to hear about that. I, you know, I do. Yes. Yes. Well, well, I first learned about Nourish the Children, um, gosh, back in 2002 or three. And it's an initiative that helps um, feed starving and malnourished children around the world. And, um, so I, I learned more and more and they were just so intriguing to me and I wanted to help and I eventually got involved and then um, asked if I could write uh, the theme song and pitched them a couple of ideas. They liked it and we, we went from there and then we were able to do um, a music video for the song and, uh, and they've used the song a lot. And um, in fact, I, I got a chance to travel to Tokyo to perform at the Tokyo Dome. That was for How a cool big, was that, right? it was so cool. It was a big corporate um, global convention there. So there were over 30,000 people in the audience. The Tokyo Dome is a gigantic arena. <laughs> so on the video, I look kind of like an ant on the stage, but, but it's really big. So I remember looking out at a sea of faces, um, but I I noticed a gentleman in the front row and he was standing there with his wife and his little baby daughter. And I could see that he had tears streaming down his face. And um, after the show, he found me backstage and expressed to me how much my music had meant to him, how much he, he loved the Nurse of Children song and how it inspired him to be a force for good in the world. And um, it was just really wow, um, a wow factor to me that music is so, so powerful. I mean, he was listening to it every day and it was really inspiring him to be a better person. So I just, I love that so much. There's no better compliment, I think, for an artist than to hear that kind of feedback. That is so awesome. What what a cool story. That is so cool. (laughs) Okay, so if we fast forward a little bit more, we get to 2017. We get into the exciting part here. All right. Sparks, <laughs> sparks will fly. Right? Yep. 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 Hot disc number one on hot disc country. You, I think that year you won best new single, best new artist, vocalist of the year, entertainer of the year. Um, A lot <laughs> of cool things happen. I'm telling you what. <laughs> you're walking away with all the trophies. How did that feel? Oh well, it was so it was so amazing. I was so honored, truly. Um, yeah, the folks at Hot Disc and the, and the DJs in Europe and around the world, uh, they were playing Sparks Will Fly. And to have it debut at number one, I mean, I was shocked. Uh, it was a big surprise and a big honor. And, you know, they only keep playing songs over there. They only play songs if they like them. And then they only keep playing them if people are calling to request them. So for it to maintain the number one spot for six weeks straight was a was a big honor so um and then i released some other songs after that that were on that same ep and um they kept hitting you know the top five i think when all was said then i had eight songs in the top seven over there so um it was it was fantastic 
They were so you know, great. You are exactly right. Our Sunday show, it's called the European show. Oh, and cool. Of our three shows, that one is, <laughs> those folks are really sensitive. You're right. They're moving right along. Yes. Yes. It's, it's uh, in a way, it's a little bit unforgiving, but it's just, the, it's just the nature of the beast. It's, it's the nature it's of music. You, you're moving it, on, but yeah. you did really well with that. So well, thanks. <laughs> don't dismiss it. That's, that's awesome. <laughs> well, it was, yeah. I mean, I loved every second of it for sure. And I still have relationships with fans who I gained throughout that entire process. I mean, you know, they'll send gifts from France and Germany and Hawaii and these different c countries and they'll, they'll write, they'll, they'll write physical letters, you know, pen to paper, they will write letters. And I still and do those. <laughs> I love that. That's so cool. And, and gift packages and things. And so then I get to know these people and I write them back and then we'll connect on social media and, so, you know, I get to know celebrations that are happening in their family or if someone passes away or something, they become friends, like real friends. Exactly. So uh, the connecting with, with uh, fans and, and converting over to like really being friends and having them feel like family. It's, it's an yeah, amazing exactly. process. I appreciate it very much. Yeah. Suddenly they're not followers on social right. media and they're not right. friends. They're right. human beings. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I love real letters and here's why. And this is just my spin on it. I really respect someone who takes the time to sit down and write a letter yeah. and put their thoughts on paper. Then they got to put it in an envelope, address the envelope, stamp the envelope, go mail the envelope. This is Absolutely. not a text message or an email. This took some time. Right. And time it's and that effort. It's that investment that means so much. It's a little thing. But when I get a real letter, I will sit down and give that my undivided attention because that's what they did. You know, it's so it, true. It's, just, it's, yes. it's really cool. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, I've made friendships with people, you know, not only in the US, but, you know, in Ireland, Scotland, UK, New Zealand, Australia, Germany. I mean, people around the world that I never would have con, like, I would have never would have connected with them had it not been for music. So coming off of all that success, any new projects in play? What, what's going on musically with you now? What are you working yes, on? Yes, yes. I'm very excited about a new project I'm working on right now. I'm writing new music, and along with my music, I'll be speaking to audiences about how to be happier. <laughs> you know, this, this past year has been a stressful one for many of us, and I want to help decrease that stress. In, in addition to my music training, I have a background in health promotion and the science of well-being. So this new project will focus on helping bring more happiness into people's lives through my message and music. Now that is a cool prospect. Can't wait <laughs> to see how that unfolds. Now you mentioned writing, so I'm going to ask. Okay. Do you mind sharing with our listeners? Because we have a lot of brand new independent artists out there who are just getting started. And yes. we even have some that are just thinking about it that really haven't really, you know, taking a gamble on themselves yet. They haven't got out on a limb to chase right. their dreams. So could you describe your writing process? Sure. Yes. So writing is, oh gosh, I, I love the creative process. And for me, for me, for whatever reason, lyrics have always come to me first. So I usually start with lyrics, but then kind of simultaneously test out different melodies Sometimes, sometimes I'll hear a melody and then I'll be matching lyrics to it. Um, so, you know, a lot of times when I'm in Nashville with the guys, we'll, we'll sit down in writing sessions, they'll pull out 
you know, a, a guitar or whatever, and, you know, I'll be on piano. And I usually always bring some kind of a lyric idea um, to the table. So we'll talk about it. I may sing some melody ideas that I have, and then we'll just go from there and let the magic happen. <laughs> and um, so, so that's how it usually worked. With the Dance Dance Revolution and uh, Disney video games, we would get, we would get um, kind of like a rough uh, track that had... Um, melodies on it like like that kind of thing and then they would want us to create lyrics that match those exact um like that exact cadence so they had so a recipe they yeah. had a recipe we would hear the music and then we would match lyrics to the melody and the music so it was kind of backwards so i enjoyed <laughs> that challenge because it was totally different from what i was used to yeah. now these new projects that you're talking about and I'm excited to to see them materialize. Is there a time frame you're hoping for? Yes. So um, I'm hoping to get, it will be this year. Um, I'm hoping mid-year I will have um, some new music out. And then from there, the, the last half of the year, I'll be getting everything else together with um, the speaking and all of that good stuff. But I'll be posting all of it on my, my website and then, of course, on my socials. Yep, you'll have you'll have to let us know once you have some firm dates so that I we can help you with that. We'll be happy to help promote well, it for you. Thank you. Thank that you. That is so awesome. That's what we do. We thank love you. doing that. <laughs> so um, there's something else that kind of falls in line, and it's perfect timing because you just mentioned it. And um, I wanted to talk about music as a therapeutic tool. Yes. What are your thoughts on that? All right. I, I can kind of tell already based on what you yeah. just said, but I'd like you to share it with, with folks out there. Yes. Well, I, I've always been interested um, in my adult life with music therapy. Um, I have seen how music affects people, not only from the stage, but, you know, in, in lives, in, in people's lives and in my own life. Um, you know, you, music helps us celebrate the highs and helps gets us through the lows. Um, it, it really does. It just has a way of transporting us into another state of being, basically. So, um, and they've, they've scientifically proven this too. So there is science to back this. It really, really does affect our brain waves, our physiology, um, our emotions. And uh, one of the quickest ways you can snap your out, snap yourself out of kind of a funk is to put on a song that you just absolutely love and you love to dance to or move to or whatever. And it will instantly kind of change your, your state of mind, um, and, and help get you out of a funk. So I, I've seen, and you know, they use this with, with people, um, in the hospital. I've talked to people who have played music for, uh, patients who are dying and they will watch on the blood pressure monitors, their blood pressure and their, their beats per minute uh, slow down and synchronize and get into um, synchronized heart rhythm. So um, it, it's powerful. It is absolutely that, powerful. That is so true. You know, it's also, I think, helpful uh, when an artist's music is relatable to folks. Yes, for deeply sure. Deeply relatable because there's for nothing sure. like and I hear this all the time. Part of what we do is um, teen suicide awareness education and, mm. and uh, avoidance. 
And one of the things that's so powerful is when someone hears a song and suddenly connects and says, you know what? Maybe there's nothing wrong with me because she's singing about the same problem I'm dealing with. So exactly. maybe I'm not weird. I'm exactly. not weird after all. This is, this is normal. Yeah, well, maybe not normal, but it's someone else is yeah. dealing with it. Yeah, they know and they're so, not alone. Yeah. Exactly. Alone is, yeah. is a horrible feeling. Right. And so right. anyway, yeah, it is. I'm, I'm glad that uh, you agree. That, that is so cool. You know, I wanted to share a couple of your quotes that I found in your information. I thought, oh, my goodness, I've got to share these because they're so cool. And I don't mean to put you on the spot or embarrass you. (laughs) No, you're good. You're good. (laughs) They're in quotation marks. And, sweetie, you put it out there. So what can I say? (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Go for it. It's all you. So at one point you said music isn't just what I do. It's part of who I am. Yes. And I thought, how cool is that? Because that's true. Any, any, uh, and we talked about this earlier. A true artist, artist has to feel that way. You know, yes. it has to be part of who you are, not just something you're doing. If it's a nine to five job, you're in it for all the wrong reasons. If right. you're jumping into music because you want to have a huge name and be popular and make a bunch of money, again, you're doing it for all the wrong reasons. And you'll probably yeah. figure that out really fast. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I do. I feel music is part of who I am, whether I'm deep in the creative process or performing, you know, live. I mean, it just makes me feel alive and it connects people and it evokes emotion. And and so um, and it tells a story. That's what I love about country music. Country music tells a story. It does. And your your music does an incredible job with that. You are a storyteller. No well, doubt thank about you. It. I love a good story. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, a little tiny part that we're all missing right now, and hopefully we'll get it back in 2021, and that is that chemistry between the artist and the audience. Yes, when make, yes. When you make that visual connection with, especially if it's an intimate setting where it's not 50,000 people, but maybe it's Absolutely. 100, 200 yes. people, you can see Absolutely. faces, you can see eyes, there's eye contact. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. Body language, you know. <laughs> yes. Pick a pace, it's you know? so true. It's so true. The energy, live energy, face-to-face energy is is different. It's it's different. I mean, Zoom helps, but it's just yeah. not the same. It's not yeah. the same. It's not the same. It's not the same. So okay, so I'm great. gonna embarrass you with another one of your quotes. Fantastic. You, you ready? <laughs> I'm ready. All right, folks, what she said is what I love about music is that it can move you in a way that ultimately allows you to feel more alive. If my music makes a difference in someone's life, that's what it's all about for me. And we kind of just talked about that very thing. You know, if if your music is making a difference in someone's life, clearly it is. Yes. Then you've achieved your goal. So, yes, it's so true. And I've had people come up to me and show me their arms with, with goosebumps on it and tears in their eyes. And it, it just moves you, you know, you just know that what you've done has moved them in, in some positive way. And it is one of the most fulfilling things that can happen. Exactly. You know, and you walk away from that situation thinking, Oh my goodness, when I wrote this, I had no earthly idea. I was going to have this kind of impact on someone's life. Yeah, so true, so true. You know, and sometimes music can actually save a life, depending on the situation. So it it is really cool, you know. Yes, yes. Any further thoughts you'd like to share with our listeners, especially the new indie artists who are maybe daring to get there, get out there on that limb, so to speak, and and chase their dreams? Yes, yes, dare to be brave. Um, I would say, you know, consistency and persistence 
is huge. It is huge in the game because it is a roller coaster business. And it's just the nature, the nature of, of the beast, really. <laughs> um, you're going to kind of ride the wave and then, and then that, that wave will dissipate. And you've just got to know that's kind of what's going to happen. And just keep being you, be authentic, be vulnerable, and, and really just believe in yourself. Know that you are enough exactly as you are. And I think that's really a key to, uh, you know, believe in yourself and, and just take baby steps. You know, sometimes we can look at the big, we see the big, you know, Keith Urban or, or I have a funny story about Keith Urban, but um, went to his concert. I was in the front row. It was a hot summer night. He flicked his hair to get it out of his eyes and sweat landed on my arm. <laughs> his sweat landed on my arm. And I looked down, I was like, this is the best day ever. <laughs> not washing that arm, Grandma. I'm not washing that arm. <laughs> yes. But, um, you know, just taking those baby steps because you can see Keith Urban on stage. You're just like, oh my gosh, it's amazing. But then sometimes that whole process of how do I get from being in the audience to getting on stage like that? It's a big, it can be overwhelming is what I'm trying to say. So, so baby steps are key, being consistent, being persistent and believing in yourself and knowing you're enough. Yep. You know, I heard, a, uh, we were at dinner one time, I was talking to some folks um, that are in the music industry and they were from one of the labels. And uh, one of the big guys made this comment that, it sounded kind of corny, but after I thought about it for a minute, I said, you know, it makes perfect sense. He was talking about the fact that the music industry is something of a roller coaster people don't expect. And that's true. Mm -hmm. You know, with all the ups and downs, you just kind of have to expect it. But here's what he said. Everybody hears that saying and they understand the concept of ups and downs, mm -hmm. but they don't think through it any further than that. He said right. the reality of it is anybody who is a fan of roller coasters has, and if they ride it multiple times, it gets easier every time. True. You That's know, you, true. You know where the ups and downs are coming, uh -huh. sort of. Um, you kind of know what to expect, and it's not as scary. By the tenth time you ride, you rode that roller coaster, you're not nearly as afraid of it as you were right. the very first time. And that's and, so true. You're just getting out there. Mm -hmm. Yep. And so that—that's what he was kind of—he was making a point, and I think it was a good point. And so, all of you listeners out there, if you're brand new to the industry, don't let the ups and downs scare you. It's just part of the business. It's the nature of the beast. Right. Well, thank you so much, Brenda, for joining us tonight. This has been a lot of fun, and my pleasure. You know, we wish you great success in 2021 and you'll have to come back and update us on your career and kind of what's going on you know and and your new yes. release we know that's coming exciting things are going to be happening tour dates as yes. soon as you know things kind of open up in 2021 and we're just kind of all praying for that to happen so yes <laughs> that'll be really cool thank you so right. much it's been my pleasure thank you so much all righty folks we're going to get right back to the music here at heart of indie radio <laughs> 